Welcome back, everybody. This is Off the Couch with the Psych Guys. My name is Tim Meyer here with Dr. Constantine Wukin. Um, so, Constantine, here's something that I've been thinking mm. about, um, and it's coming up a lot in the office. Um, a lot of times, people, um, well, it, it comes up a ton, feeling feeling unheard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, feeling unheard, and and how people go about becoming heard, mm-hmm. right? And I think that there's probably good ways to do it. There's not so good ways to do it. I want to pick your brain on that. What are your first thoughts? My first thoughts are even the question itself, or even the way it's positioned, feeling unheard. I already have issues with that. Mm-hmm. I already have issues with that, and I'll tell you why. Because it it um, it exemplifies the issue, right? Because focusing on the negative, you're focusing on the things you do not have, mm-hmm. like feeling unheard. I would rather our conversation to pivot where we talk about, okay, you could feel that way, and that's great. What can I do to feel heard, right? What are the opportunities? How do I craft opportunities to feel heard? Be it at work, I don't know, be with your significant other, be with your kids, your friends, whatever the case may be. One of my shticks, if you will, in in just in therapy in general, just with, with clinical bend to things as well, right? We talk a lot about diagnoses, what's not working, how it's not working, right? We spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on, I don't say negativity, but we talk about things that don't work. Right. And, and I try to, you know, solution focused or not, uh, I try to take away from all the evidence-based treatments, things that actually can move people forward to ask, quote unquote, the right questions. I don't mean to sound like Buddha, but to me, <laughs> it's sort of, it's important. It's to be able to ask the right question. So the question to me isn't like, oh, I feel unheard. I, the question is, I want to feel heard, what can I do? Mm. Right. Just even talk about, you know, echoing a little back from our previous episodes, you know, when you talked about anxiety right, and how to position it. To me, it's sort of similar. You want to zoom out mm-hmm. and you want to ask yourself, what can I do to feel heard? Because right there, even positioning that way, you're starting to think about in different avenues mm-hmm. versus I feel unheard and that's bad. I don't like that. I don't like my partner for not hearing me. See how I could go off into this tangent of like, and then I'm like, I'm alone. No one understands me. Right? Yeah. But then you kind of go into that and then you just stay there. And like, how do you, it's, it's, it's like this uh, quicksand. It's like this, this puddle of shit, like you're just sitting in it. And how do you get out of it? Right. And to me, once you can catch yourself and position the question differently, you're just going, okay, so I want to feel heard. How do I do that? Right. I'm not asking you to know. It's not going to, this information is going to be beamed down to you just because you asked the question, but at least you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And, and right off the bat where your feet are positioned, right. like that, that's probably the track you're going to go down. Like exactly. I feel so unheard. Right. Right. Then you, right. But whereas if you shift it, you say, well, what can I do to be more heard or, right. or feel more heard or et cetera. Exactly. Um, perfect. All right, but before we, get to that mm-hmm. i want to pick your brain on one mm-hmm. last thing before we get sure. to that good question of sure. what can i do to be more heard um <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts about how sometimes mm-hmm. you can see people um acting or reacting mm-hmm. when they do feel unheard rather than asking themselves that great great question of mm-hmm. how can i be more heard mm-hmm. how does it present i mean i have a couple ideas oh you mean just in general in people's lives yeah I have an idea or two. I want to hear your thoughts though first. Uh, I mean, the, I think the number one way it comes across is, uh, you know, if we're talking about relationships or job or whatever, it's, to me, it's criticism. 
right? It's, it's, it's frustration, criticism, and attacking, right? Because if you think about it, let's say you work for a terrible boss, mm -hmm. right? and then you, and you keep saying to yourself, I feel unheard by this boss. This boss never listens to me, right? Like then you'd be, then it, to me, it's natural. It'd be like, I hate this job. I hate this boss. I hate these people. I hate this position. I hate like, like mm -hmm. it's a lot of frustration. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Right. So to me, one hmm. way, and maybe this is something for, for the, for the viewers to think about is that if you find yourself in a lot of complaining in a lot of frustration, a lot of attacking, or even sort of like be it external, like meaning saying it or just thinking it, that might be a way to start thinking, Hmm, what's underlying? Why am I so frustrated with, with so many things mm -hmm. about be, as I said, be it about your person, a uh, significant other, be it about your kids, be it about your job or whatever the case may be. To me, that could give you an indication. Wait a second. I'm thinking a lot about things I do not like. Yeah. How do I catch myself? And again, literally your internal dialogue about frustrations is going to be one clue that you can have in order to, okay, wait a second, wait a second, what's happening here? I'm not really having my needs met. What's, what's my need? Well, at least to kind of feel heard that, that I belong here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I, I, I thought you were going to go in a way different direction with that. Okay. But, 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 I, but I really like where you went. I, and I think that that's a great point you know, tuning into yourself, really tuning into the inner dialogue. And right. if there's a lot of like frustration and criticism right. and just discomfort, right. like take a look at it. Well, exactly. And then you'll probably notice that if you're focusing on a lot of things you don't like, uh, yeah. inversely, conversely, never, never remember how to use the right one, but inversely, uh -huh. then there's probably things that you would want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, but, but then identify the things that you don't like. And not even the specifics, just the idea that you feel frustrated about so many things about a particular subject of your life and just think, okay, so that means I don't like this just could be super simple. Like if you mm -hmm. have 20 complaints, that means you don't like something. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty basic. You do not like it. Yeah. I don't like how this was ordered. I don't like how this was prepared. I don't like how it was salted. I don't like, I just don't. So you don't, so, so take that and say, okay, got it. I got myself a message here. Like, how do I shift into like, well, what is it that you like? Well, maybe you like less salt or more sugar, right? Mm -hmm. Just like start thinking in that direction because again, just positioning that question moves you in a completely different direction. Yeah. Brooding here about all the stuff you don't like, which is basically you sending yourself a message about, I like something, you just need to think about it. Right. Okay. Now, now let's think about this. Um, I know you work with a bunch of couples. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of couples too. Mm -hmm. Um, folks feeling unheard in couples is right. just right. Uh, very, sure. very, very common. Sure. Um, I'll tell you how I see it most. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's a couple in the room and one of the individuals feels particularly un unheard. And what they do is they raise the volume and they repeat a lot. Right. And sometimes that is, isn't exactly the most helpful. Right. Um, they, they, they might say, oh, I've told you a thousand times. Right. You never listen to me kind of over and over the volumes all the way up. And yet they still feel unheard. Right. What do you make of that? Well, I make of it as a, as a true EFT -er. it's just a particular type of treatment <laughs> that works with, with, with couples called EFT. Uh, well then it becomes a cycle, right? Because one person feels unheard to your point, they dial it up. So they start yelling or repeating, right? And this person starts tuning them out because they're being attacked all the time. Mm -hmm. like, so, so the more they attack, the more this person withdraws, the more this person withdraws, the more this person attacks, right? So you can kind of get that sense and you could see it in the room, right? Like one person is, is attacking 
or pursuing, right? And this person saying like, I don't like to hear criticism. Like, I just don't like to do it, right? Like, so you will see, you'll often see one person doing this and this person all of a sudden needing to work more or does a lot more golf or hanging out with whatever it is that they're doing right? just to avoid, right? And then this person goes like, oh my God, not only am I not, I'm yelling at this person, now the person's not even there. So I can't even yell at them, right? So this person even gets more and more upset, mm-hmm. right? So you could probably, you could see ha- how that plays a role. And again, this, this conversation is a little bit about couples, but mostly it's about how you, if you're feeling unheard in any area of your life, what can you actually do to get your point across? Perfect. So. Let's say, rather than probably what the uh, the person who feels unheard has tried over and over and mm-hmm. over, ramping up the volume, repeating over and over again, what do you think they should be doing instead? One thing, if you're working, especially whether individually or whether you're doing some introspection on your own, is kind of going back a little bit, just realize that you are the one feeling frustrated. I'm sure everybody who's frustrated has really good reason for it. And I'm not asking people to say, you know, that's all BS, I have nothing to complain about. No, I'm sure you have very legitimate things to complain about. Mm -hmm. But if you could suspend that just for one second, suspend the topic, just suspend the topic that he or she doesn't do this or he or she doesn't do that, just suspend it for a second and just realize that a lot of the things you're experiencing is just frustration. Mm-hmm. Right? Just if, if I, to me, that's a super important step because it's sometimes to divorce this idea of frustration to the topic, it, it, that's a very big jump for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Because they'll be like, well, what do you mean? What else am I supposed to feel? You know, they're not doing it, right? Fine, fine. I hear that. But if for individual self-development, if the person is able to divorce themselves from the topic, just think the topic doesn't exist. Just focus on the feeling. There's a lot of frustration. That means something is not being met. Yep. Right. Just if you can get, so if you can, step one, if you can divorce yourself from the topic or the specifics and just realize there's a lot of complaining that you're doing, right? Then that's kind of like step one. Mm -hmm. Step two, just uh, allow yourself to feel that, okay, what does a lot of frustration mean? That means I don't like something. Mm -hmm. Just again, not too big of a jump, but some sort of a jump, right? So that's step number two. Step number three is tuning in. Okay. So if there's a lot of things I don't like, so what is it that I am looking for, mm-hmm. right? Like just like the step number three, like, well, what am I looking for then, right? Because it's so easy to justify frustration because the other person's probably not doing it. You're not like, you're not making stuff up, probably not doing it, but we're talking about you and what you could do, right? So if you divorce the topic, allow yourself to feel frustrated, understand what it is that you're missing, mm-hmm. right? Understand what it is that you're missing. Then the, the fourth, kind of step or jump is start focus. What is it that you want? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is it that you want? Well, if you want to feel heard, you want to feel connected, what is it that you want? Or like to me, that's the crucial step. I choose to focus on what it is that I want. Mm-hmm. Right? And to me, once a person can get there, a lot of things can open up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it changes from, you know, someone saying, um, like, Oh my gosh, like you, you never listen to me. I've told you a million times, like you're never there to meet my needs. Right. Right. There, there's a lot of frustration right. there. There's a lot of um, uh, you right. don't do enough of this. And right. I'm so frustrated with you for right. not doing that. Right. right. It changes from that to something along the lines of. Um, I really need right. more time, time. Uh, right. blah, 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 you know, right. whatever. Right. Um, it's 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 more reserved. It's calm. You're 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 you're, tu- you're tuning into your frustration. You're managing it mm-hmm. and you're 
clearly communicating what you need. Exactly, exactly. And and that even that idea itself sometimes is challenging because if we're wrapped up into like you are the cause of my problems, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to then empower yourself to say that might be true. That might be the, the person you're with <laughs> may be an asshole. They might be. I don't know. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about empowering you as an individual to be able to tune into that frustration, gather it, collect it, understand what it's telling you, and then rephrase it in a way. This is what I need, and this is what I want, right? And the one additional challenge there is that it could, that could be vulnerable, right? It, there's a mm. defensiveness there, right? Once you feel frustrated and the, per, the other person is at fault, like there's, you, you kind of protect it in your cocoon because they have to change in order for you to feel better, right? Just by definition, right? right. You are the problem. You are causing me issues. You need to change in order for me to feel better. Right? The way kind of we're talking about it, you know, it's, it's empowering. But also, mm-hmm. you have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to take responsibility for what it is that you want. And you have to take responsibility and choose to communicate in a clear way. And it's vulnerable. You know why? Because the other person can say no. Yep. The other person says, you know, let's say one person says, I'd like to spend more time together. Or I'd like, I don't know, us to have Sunday night dinners. It's vulnerable, meaning like you're uncertain, unsure how the other person's going to respond. Because the other person has the power to say, nah, I thought about it. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right? And that could be scary in itself. Yep. Right? Like, but that is the necessary step in order to empower yourself. Because to me, the biggest thing that I try to tell everybody, you have to learn how to craft opportunities in your life where you give yourself the best shot of feeling heard, feeling belonged, feeling connected, whatever it is that, they, that you're looking for. It's on you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know it's, uh, it sucks, but that's the truth. It's mm-hmm. on you to craft opportunities by tuning into what your needs are and how you create those opportunities to have them met, right? Like it's as basic as can't be on the couch complaining you have no partner, Yep. right? And then the world is unfair. Maybe the world is unfair, that's very true, but that's not gonna make you feel any better. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it just isn't. And this is kind of similar. You really need to collect your grievances, figure out what the grievances are, understand the emotion underlying it, a little bit tuned a little bit more about like what is it that you're looking for mm. and then start asking yourself these questions well how can i craft opportunities or or situations or just a conversation mm-hmm. right so to me that that's where once we can get there then sky is the limit and then after that you know people are expressing their needs and their wants and sure. and they're communicating about them and then right. and then hopefully they're in more of a a collaborative mode to, to meet the needs. That's the hope. You know, once people get there, that's sort of stage one. Stage two would be the, the tolerance of sometimes you'll have needs and they'll be met. Yep. And sometimes they won't. Not because the other person's bad, just because not all your needs are going to be met. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that's like, <laughs> I call it EFT 2.0, right? Just because you need to understand that just because, because you've done all this work, right? To get to a place like, oh, Okay, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to go talk to my this or that about my needs, right? Because you did so much work. You kind of like, at least what I see is that this, this expectation that the other person will also feel like, oh, the, you know, the whatever, <laughs> the, uh, the clouds are parting, you know, everything's going to be great. But that's just not true. That's all, all individual. It wasn't even like, invo- you were not even involved in it. So I just turned to you and say, I need this from you, right? Like that's the other person. It's just that's, that's the hearing for the first time. They don't know the amount of work you did. Right? Mm-hmm. Just to be able to also get the idea of tolerating uh, 
the idea that you have needs and that you're very clear on it and you're taking responsibility and you're crafting those opportunities. And also sometimes they won't be met and that's okay. Mm. That doesn't mean the other person is, is, is terrible, bad, horrible. You need to get divorced. It just means that sometimes they'll be met, sometimes they won't. Yep. And it's really the collection of those needs across a good amount of time where people make decisions whether something works or doesn't, whether you leave a job or not, whether you stay married or not, whether what kind of relationship you have with your kids, close or distant, right? Like it really, really all depends, depends on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one's really thinking about this stuff when they feel unheard. I, I don't think because it's you know? so easy, it's so seductive. It's so seductive to say my partner, my boss, my friend is 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 problematic because in a way it's true. I just want to make mm -hmm. sure why it's so easy to get lost in this victimhood mentality because it's probably true. Yes, your 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 husband probably didn't listen to you, or your wife probably didn't do what you asked. They probably did. So it's not about whether it's true or not. Yep, right. That that's a question. It's not about true or not true. It's about checking your emotional overall state and what it, what you or your emotions are trying to tell you about what you need. Like that's, and that's what I said about this, this idea of separation of fact versus how you feel about it. You might be 100% correct, probably not 100, <laughs> but you probably are correct on a lot of different things. That's not the point here. That's not how to empower you. It's, it's not whack-a-mole like where you just, there's a problem, you hit it, it goes away. It's just not true mm -hmm. because you will never get hurt just by focusing on content. Yep. My husband needs to come home earlier. My wife needs to do, you know, put the kids to bed earlier. Like, because a lot of other problems will come up Yep. all, all the time. If you live life, then problems are everywhere. That, that's not really the point. Yeah. Really, really well said, you know? honestly. And that's, uh, and that, that would be my message to people. Like, if you notice yourself complaining or feeling something, it is you telling you what you need. You just need to kind of, uh, like shift, you just have to ask yourself, this is, I don't like this, okay, great. What is it that I like? It, it's really that difficult or that simple. I choose to ask myself the question of how I can craft opportunities to have something met. That's, that's kind of where it's at. And once you get there, the steps are super simple. All you gotta do is ask your partner, say, hey, I need to ask you something. Do you have 15 minutes? Yep. When you sit at the dinner table or wherever you are, just look in the other person's eyes. Don't mm -hmm. look away so that there's contact and then say what you need. That's it. It's that difficult or that simple, you know, but we do spend a lot of time in therapy getting people from, I hate my wife or I hate my husband because they, they fucked up in all these ways to having these vulnerable, you know, uh, what we call reenactments, right? Like yep. just because in the room, you know, oftentimes we try to get people a little bit more emotionally attuned. So the likelihood of at least feeling hurt is higher. Mm -hmm. uh, but even if you're at home, you know, if you could just craft it or speak in a communicate in a clear way of what you need, oftentimes it'll just be easier. Yep. Really well said, you know, and I got nothing else for it. So <laughs> that's, I think that's, you answered the, I think you answered the question pretty dang well. Right. And so that's the message. If you're, if you're in therapy or not in therapy, or if you're doing your own thing or just finding yourself frustrated a lot of the time, cursing people while you drive to work, that mm -hmm. might be an opportunity to tune in what exactly it is that you're looking for and do a little bit of, you know, mental gymnastics to get yourself into a space of what it is that you want. It's not that difficult. You gotta do is Google, what are my common needs or emotional needs, right? You probably mm -hmm. can identify it with all or at least some of them, right? And that's the, going to be your clue of where you wanna go. Excellent. <laughs> well, thanks, Constantine. Um, and thank you, viewers. And we'll check in with you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, guys. Bye.